But let's talk a little bit of boxing. It is a Wednesday. We have to uh, give boxing the spotlight. Otherwise, it will always be overshadowed by football. And that's why we've had this um, Boxing Wednesdays. And we've got on the line the legendary former boxer and uh, ring official, Mr. Ace Makaluza, just to pick his brain and just get insight on a few matters and also just look back at his journey. Mr. Makaluza, good evening, sir. Thank you very much for joining us on SAFM tonight. Good evening, Tabison. Thank you. It's a pleasure. It's an honor for us to speak to you. I know we tried to speak to you last week to talk about the passing of Kid Jamini. Firstly, on that note, I mean, how would you like Kid Jamini to be remembered? Uh, first of all, I want to say to, to the viewers at home, Chris Jamini, we have lost a, I've lost a brother, a champion. Uh, Chris was everything to me. And yeah, I feel he has done a lot for, for, for boxing, not only in the Eastern province only, in the entire country. He has done a lot. He's a former South African champion. In fact, he's a former dual champion. Mm-hmm. So it's a massive loss for, for boxing in South Africa. Definitely. Definitely. No doubt about it. Mm. And for you, Mr. Esma Kaluza, what keeps you busy these days? What keeps you going? You know, we are busy. In fact, we're together in the structures of... Uh, veterans, you know. After we, we, decided, we just quit boxing, after that we never sit back again. We came back to boxing just to form up the structure of veterans. Mm. And they uh, were very busy. Chris was just next to me all the time. We were working together up to the, up, up to this, up to the, uh, up to the point of his departure. Mm. And on that note, what do you make of the state of boxing in PE? Well, uh, in boxing, uh, you can do whatever, but uh, the problem we're having, we're facing right now is the promoters. You can, you can have many boxers, you know, but the problem is, at the end of the day, those boxers, you've got to get into the ring and fight. So it means we've got to have promoters. And then if you don't have promoters, then it's a problem. Like, for instance, in our region, we've got that serious problem because we've got a shortage of promoters. Mm. And, and what do you think has led to that? Well, if you're talking about boxing, boxing is business. Now, I think lack of sponsorship, that is what the trouble started. Because our promoters, as you can see, they don't have enough money to promote big tournaments like Island and Johannesburg and other places. So, that, uh, you know, that's a big problem to us. Mm-hmm. So if we can just get people who have money, then at least I'm sure boxing would be back way to it was before. And would you say the talent is still there? Because, I mean, uh, PE uh, and uh, even Etinaka produce some great boxers, the likes of Ovuyani Nene, uh, the likes of uh, Lashia Sikali, of course, the late. Yes, boxers are there, but the problem is this now. Because of this, there's no competition, there's nothing, nothing is happening here. Some of them, they decided to leave this place. Some of them are in Johannesburg, East London, Durban, Cape Town, because of a uh, lack of... Uh, sponsorship because promoters they don't have money to put up tournaments and in your opinion what's the reason for the lack of sponsorship because back in the day i mean everybody wanted to be associated with boxing king corn all back and all all these uh, big companies everybody knows the story of uh, eastern cape what liverpool in particular the rate of unemployment is too high and there is nothing you can do without money it involves money if the money and the sponsorship are there, I'm sure boxing will be back again. But unfortunately, whenever you approach sponsorships, they will tell you that they will have to consult the 
Johannesburg office. And if they say that to you, forget, they will never come back again. That, that is what the problem is. And do you think that's a general problem when we talk about the current state of boxing, not just in PE or Eastern Cape, but in the whole country? Is Are you concerned by the state of boxing in the whole country? I'm sure you might have noticed now the big tournaments, you only get them in Johannesburg, mm. Durban, in London. Other places, down, 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 there's nothing happening, nothing happening. So that, I think that, that that is the problem. You can go anywhere. If now you don't get somebody who's going to finance, I think you have a problem. And as far as leadership is concerned, would you say boxing is in, is in good hands because a lot of people have reservations about the people in charge of boxing South Africa? You know, I don't want to compare boxing with other coaches because if you check in rugby, office uh, players, they are the former rugby players. But it is unfortunate that they are here with us and uh, most of the people, they never boxed before. But I don't say the problem is with them. That they are administrators. They are there to assist us. So I don't want to put blame on them. Mm. But you feel former boxers should also tr- get involved? Yes, they must, they, must, they must also be involved. So Because they are the people that they know, each the, you know the, 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 the situation that is taking place in boxing. Maybe if maybe you can recruit more former professional boxers to come and assist us, I'm sure we'll be out of this problem because it is a real problem. Talking about uh, boxers, you've actually had two careers. Some people say you've had two careers in boxing as a boxer and as a ring official. And many others will say that your career kicked off after you stopped fighting, while others will remember you from the time in, in the ring. Is there any career that outweighs the other, or is it just one long uh, career for you? Only one long career for me. <laughs> I used to box myself. You're yes. talking about, you're, 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 you're talking to a former boxer. Yes. But now... When I decided to quit boxing, I became a ring official, and I'm still very much involved. When I look at your boxing career, obviously it was before our time, but I've had a look and I've heard a lot about you as somebody who comes from PE. I mean, you fought some big names. Tap Tap Makatini, Loiso Mkiat, twice, I think, Joe Harley, Charlie Webb, and Kosana Mkaji, Anthony Murodi. Who... You you really fought some big guys here. Was that the, the state of boxing at the time that the best fought against each other? Because these you, days you, guys you, are you, avoiding you, each other. You've got it right, Travis. Remember that in those days there was no money. But you used to do it for the love of the game. In boxing those days, you know, we took it very serious. And the boxers of those, of those days, they were, they were disciplined, you know. Mm. Yes. These days, they don't like to fight each other. They always avoid each other to make sure that they build a good record. What do you make of that? Well, uh, I cannot comment on that because boxers, if you let him sign the contract to fight so-and-so, you will, will sign that contract. Mm. So that, that is the situation. And out of all these guys that I've mentioned, I even forgot Mr. Alf Bukwana. You also fought Mr. Alf Bukwana. Who was the I toughest? Fought, I fought Alf Bukwana. I fought Anthony Mrodje. Mm. I fought Chip Chip Makatini, Joe Harling, Kosanet Pointrachi, Black Eagle Chabalala. All Chalue, all those guys, I fought them, you know. But uh, some of them are no longer there. They're not, they're, they're, some of them are, are, no, are no longer in the picture now. Mm. So who and was the uh, toughest here of these guys that you fought? Well, uh, heavy boy, I think it was tough. And also, this guy... Kep Kep Makatin was also tough, if you remember those days, because Kep Kep, during his time, he used to beat up guys, 
But, you know, when I went up to Johannesburg, I said, no, not, not, not me. But unfortunately, I lost the fight. And a, a lot of people tell us about Happy Boy in Kosanam Ntaji. What made Happy Boy so good in your opinion, Mr. Makaluza? Happy Boy, I think he, he is disciplined. He was disciplined. Because if you go up to London, you see that man early in the morning at 4 o'clock on the road. You know, he, he used to train very hard and he was disciplined. Mm. And Lois Omkia, do you, how much do you remember about those fights? You fought him twice. The first one was a draw, and then the second one he won by knockout. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, Loiso is a southpaw, a tall chap, and uh, also from Slandan. I fought him in, in, in King Williamstown, the first fight, and uh, we fought a draw. Uh, but the second fight, we fought him in Portugal, but I think the center of Great Hall, mm. and I lost on a Tico. On a TKO, because the reason being, you know, the promoter will come to you this week and say the fight is on. Next week and then they say the next week the fight is off. I relax, and then it cost me a fight. You know, I so do. Oh, so you you feel you were not prepared for the second fight against Lois Yes, I wasn't. I wasn't fully prepared at all. Mm. And and just like you, he's somebody that went on and still got involved in the sport long after his boxing career. Loiso, yes, 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 he's still very much involved. He's a manager and of Zolani world former world champion. He's still oh. very much involved. And talking about Zolani Tete, do you still follow the current boxers? Who who do you follow now? Or who are your favorite boxers? Uh, today, it's unlike before when you, when you used to say this is the champion and he's going to, to, to defend it very many times. You know what happens to these days? He gets a title today. Tomorrow he loses his title. So you cannot say, this is my favorite card. Boxer can't say that now. Mm. Mm. And when we talk about your officiating career then, Mr. Ace Makaluza, what are some of your highlights in, in being a ring official? You know, I went up to France to attend the WBC convention. You know, that, that convention motivated me, you know. And then I came back home. I got a, you know, couple I say title fights mm. and then now I'm busy with IBO International Boxing Organization yes, and yes. I'm a referent the charge and uh, I enjoy it yes and is there any memorable fight that you can tell us about when you're officiating I remember reading one of the interviews a couple of years ago or I'm not sure actually where I read it and you were talking about a Cassius Baloy fight that was interesting for you where oh, he was yes, fighting oh, a Puerto yes. Rican oh yes that fight was in Johannesburg at the Embarrass Palace and I was judging that fight. The problem in that, in that fight was the communication. Mm. The guy couldn't speak Afrikaans, he couldn't speak English. And the unfortunate thing that even myself, I couldn't speak his language. So I had to use the, you know, body language, you know, mm. use hands. But luckily, I managed to control the fight throughout. Mm. Oh, so that's why for you it's one of those memorable ones, because of the language barrier. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 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 And I've already asked you about uh, Happy Boy Mtaji. Somebody wants to know, wh- what can you tell us about Tap Tap Makatini in your opinion? Tap Tap Makatini, he was managed by uh, the man in the name of Covenda. And that Tap, I think, was very strict. And don't forget that Tap Tap was, was also old. But uh, old as he was, but he was so disciplined, you know. 
Chapchap will never enter the ring unfit. Whenever it gets into the ring, it's fit. In most of his fight, I'm sure you might have noticed that he's knocking his opponents up. Mm. Oh, so mm. it was fitness in the, that, that kept him going. Yes, because when you look at his boxing style, he's not that clever. But the only thing is that he was fit and he's hitting very hard. He hit very hard. Uh-huh. With, let's that, go. Is why I, that is why I said to myself, he is not going to catch me anyway. Because I know if he catches me, the fight is over. So I must try to, to, to avoid him at all costs. And he never catch me. And I won him on points. <laughs> Good one. Let's go to the lines here because we've got our very own uh, from SABC, Mr. Tabo Daniels. Good evening, sir. Hey, good morning. Good evening, Kabiso. Hey, this Rotman, Ukraine, Makaluza, was a very exciting boxer, you know, one of the ma- most exciting boxers of his time, you know. Huh. I remember one fight, he came out as a staff. There was a guy from Johannesburg called, that was Makaluza's second fight. He fought David Smasher Mancha from Johannesburg. Yes. Mancha hmm. had already cleaned up the Eaton Cape, you know, beating up experienced boxers like Aubrey Peter, no slow poison zone. Batupra Ace held him to a draw. But the only disappointment about Batupra Ace, maybe you ask that question, he will answer that question. He started as a featherweight and then he ended up as a, as a middleweight. Why was he ballooning up? Perfect. Okay, I reserve my comment. <laughs> okay, Tabo Daniels, thank you for that. He wants to know, he's got a serious question here, Mr. Ace Makaluza. Oh, yes. How do you the answer problem- that? Tabo, if I if I may respond to a question, when I turned professional, I was still very young, and the man was growing. You know, as I grew up, you know, I noticed that I'm I'm putting up more weight. Mm. Unfortunately, I end I ended up fighting in the light light middleweight division. Mm. Oh, so the the problem was uh, you were picking up weight. Was it were you not training well? Were you not eating well? Well, those days, so we mustn't forget that uh, we we didn't care much about the diet. Mm. You just eat. For instance, you, you know, we are, full, we are coming from very poor families. When you get home, they will put up a plate of sand, and you can't say no. So mm. you have to eat what, what what is given to you, you know. Mm. The diet was a major problem. And Mr. Makaluza, I mean, you fought during the times of apartheid, obviously, and there were lots of limitations. And uh, do you have any regrets? Do you think your boxing career could have even flourished even more if it wasn't for the system at the time? Well, uh, we managed to pull through under those conditions. And uh, I'm sure you might have noticed that uh, if you remember, there was a guy in China, Peter Matebula, Matebula yes, caught terrible. the world title under those conditions. Mm. He's a former world pandemic champion under those conditions. So I don't want us to, 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 to say that was an excuse, you know, to put mm. excuses on that. Mm. Finally, as we wrap up, I just want a word from you as somebody from the Nelson Mandela Bay Boxing Fraternity. Uh, last year, we lost our senior boxing manager, Mr. Mtunzi Mapitiza. How do you think, uh, what do you make of his contribution to the sport and how do you think he should be remembered? For us to be where we are today, he has played a, you know, a major role. Chris Lamini, you know, he didn't just box for himself. He was training young, young boxers. Mm. He became a champion. And uh, Chris, uh, when he came to, to, to Elizabeth in 1965, he joined the Villain Amateur Boxing Club, trained mm. by the uh, late uh, Batman Villain.
Mm. He became a South African champion. And uh, he went up to Johannesburg because I still remember they were fighting for a vacant title, flyweight, uh, SA flyweight title against Rustin Gardner. He brings the title to Port Elizabeth. Mm. After that, he never looked back again. He beat all his opponents until he fought in Zuki's Square. Unfortunately, he lost to Zuki's Square at the Centenary Great Hall. And uh, also, I must mention that he has fought big uh, guys like uh, Socrates yes, Patoto. Yes. Yes. And he beat Patoto yet as, as, as well as Stadium. So Chris is a great champion. We have lost the real, we have lost somebody. You know, I'm worried about Chris. Yeah. Hmm. And just the last one on the late Mtunzi Mapitiza. What do you make of his contribution? We lost him last year. Mtunzi hmm. uh, Mapitiza, he came, he came to boxing uh, with, with, with a vision. You know, he had a vision. <clears throat> and uh, I, I also want to say he has done a lot for boxing. I regret really to repeat it. That is no, it's, it's no more. In fact, we were working together. Yes, he was my buddy, close buddy. He was my close buddy, but unfortunately, and uh, he's no more. Yes. May you soul rest in peace. Well, thanks, Mr. Makaluza. Good to hear that you are still with us, alive and kicking, and still involved in the sport. We'll continue speaking to you here on uh, SAFM because you are one of our legends, but we have to leave it there. It is time for news. Thank you for joining us, sir.